Let's turn our Bibles to the book of Second Peter chapter 1, verses 5 to 9. Second Peter chapter 1, verses 5 to 9. But also, for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge. To knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly love or brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful. In the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted. Even to blindness. And has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. I'm speaking on the subject ordained for fruitfulness. Ordained for fruitfulness. Verse number 8 says for if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful. The meaning is, it is never God's will that the church, that his children, that you and I should be barren or unfruitful. It is never the will of God. His will, purpose, and desire for us is fruitfulness. Somebody shout with me, God's purpose for me is fruitfulness. In John chapter 15 and verse number 16. John chapter 15 and verse number 16. The Bible says that you did not choose me, the master speaking, but I chose you and appointed you. That you should go and bear fruit. Somebody shout, I am ordained to bear fruit. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. And that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. In Matthew 21 and verse 43. Matthew 21 and verse number 43. Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken from you and given to a nation, hear this, bearing the fruits of it. Bearing the fruits of it. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of fruits. And the Bible says that everyone in that kingdom must bear fruits of the kingdom. Fruits of the kingdom. Barrenness is not permitted. Fruitfulness is God's expectation of the church and every individual believer. What is to be fruitful by way of reminder? We've talked about this before. What is to be fruitful? Number one. To be fruitful means to produce a lot. To be fruitful means to produce a lot. Abundance 
is God's will for each one of us. Number two, to be fruitful means to flourish. To become plenteous, if you like. To flourish or to become plenteous. To become plenteous. To become plenteous. The Bible says you shall eat in plenty. And you shall be satisfied. Joel chapter 2 and verse number 26. What is to be fruitful? To be fruitful means to be abounding, blooming, and blossoming. To be abounding, blooming, and blossoming. To be abounding, blooming, and blossoming. The Bible says in Isaiah 27 and verse number 6. It says, those that be of Jacob shall blossom and bud and fill the face of the world with fruit. Somebody is becoming fruitful in the name of Jesus Christ. You are one of them. Can I hear you loud and shout if I mean? What is to be fruitful? It means to be full of products worthy of all the investments. To be full of products, to be full of fruits, worthy of all the investments. Quickly, let us examine some examples in the scriptures of people who were expressly told and therefore expected to be fruitful. Examples of individuals in the scriptures who are expressly told and therefore expected to be fruitful. Number one, Adam and Eve. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 28. Adam and Eve. The Bible says, and God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Be fruitful was expressly demanded as a way forward for male and female. Be fruitful and multiply. Number two, Abraham. In Genesis chapter 17, God speaking to him when he was 99 years of age, verses 4 to 6. Genesis chapter 17, verses 4 to 6. As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. Now, here it is. No longer shall your name be called Abraham, Abraham, but your name shall be called Abraham. You shall not be called Abraham. You shall be called Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. Now look at verse number 6. I will make you exceedingly fruitful. And I will make nations of you. And kings shall come from you. I will make you not just fruitful. But exceedingly fruitful. Exceedingly fruitful. Somebody listening to me is becoming exceedingly fruitful. In the name of Jesus Christ. 
Number three, Isaac. Genesis 26, verses 1 to 4. Isaac. Genesis 26, verses 1 to 4. There was a famine in the land. Besides the first famine, that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gerar. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, now hear this. Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I shall tell you. Dwell in this land and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants I give all these lands. And I will perform the oath which I sow to Abraham your father. Now look at verse number 4. Now hear this. I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. I will give your descendants all these lands. And in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Number four, Jacob. Jacob. Genesis 28, verses 1 to 4. Jacob. Genesis 28, verses 1 to 4. Then Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said to him, You shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go to pardon Aram, to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father, and take yourself a wife from there of the daughters of Laban your mother's brother may God almighty hear this bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you that you may be an assembly of peoples <laughs> and may this God give you the blessing of Abraham to you and your descendants with you that you may inherit the land in which you are a stranger which God gave to Abraham Example number five, Joseph. In Genesis 49, we see Jacob blessing his children before his passing. And when it came to blessing Joseph, in Genesis 49, verses 22 to 26, this is what Jacob had to say. Joseph is a fruitful bow. A fruitful bow by a well. His branches run over the wall. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody listening to me. You are saying bye bye to every form of barrenness in the name of Jesus Christ. Number six, Rebecca. Rebecca, Genesis 24, verse number 60. She's about to be given into marriage with Isaac and her own brothers had this to say Genesis 24 verse number 60 this is Rebecca and they blessed Rebecca his her brothers blessed her they said you are our sister may you become the mother of thousands of ten thousands and may your descendants possess the guts of those who had them somebody shout fruitfulness Quickly here, let us examine dimensions of fruitfulness. Dimensions of fruitfulness. There are so many that the Bible will highlight. Let's quickly list a number of them here. Number one, the fruit of the womb. Dimensions of fruitfulness. Dimensions of fruitfulness. The fruit of the womb. This has to do with married couples bearing children. It's a dimension of fruitfulness. Physical fruitfulness. 
call it marital fruitfulness. Where you settle maritally and you begin to produce children. You begin to produce children. Yes, I have a number of them. The fruit of the womb. The fruit of the womb. Psalm 127 and verse number 3. Psalm 127 and verse number 3. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. The fruit of the womb is a reward. And many times in our societies, when this kind of fruit or fruitfulness is lacking, you know it becomes a cause for concern. And sometimes even marital breakups. I decree this hour, anyone under the sound of my voice who is a victim of barrenness in the area of the fruit of the womb, that yoke is broken in the name of Jesus Christ. I said that yoke is broken in the name of Jesus. And I announce right now, let all childless marriages receive children in the name of Jesus Christ. Number two is what we call the fruit of the mind. The fruit of thoughts. The fruit of the mind. This speaks of the generation of workable ideas. Somebody sat down and came up with an idea of inventing a vehicle to ease people's movements from one place to another. And then somebody said, no, 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 for longer distances we need an airplane, an object that can fly in the air, something that is faster and quicker, something that can cover more distance within a short space and period of time. That is the fruit of the mind. Your mind is not for thinking problems and how to kill yourself and how to divorce your wife, but for generating workable ideas. Your mind is an instrument of success, advancement, and prosperity. Is it making sense here? The fruit of the mind. The fruit of the mind. That is why when something is done, for example, a project, uh, a, an initiative, what they say is, this is this person's brain child. That is, his brain has produced a child called a project, an orphanage, a ministry, a particular project. I decree this hour, your mind shall not be dull anymore. Your mind will be generating workable ideas. Productive ideas. I said productive ideas. In the name of Jesus Christ. I decree, may your mind receive an idea that will change the course of your life. That will change your status. That will change your generation. I'm talking to you. Can I hear a louder shout of amen here? You may have said it. Jeremiah chapter 6 and verse 19. Jeremiah chapter 6 and verse 19. The Bible says here, O earth, behold, I will certainly bring calamity on these people. The fruit of their thoughts. Have you seen it? So we are talking about the fruit of thoughts. The fruit of thoughts. Your thoughts. You see, thinking, thinking is for improvement. Advancement. 
That is why the Bible has cautioned us about what to think. Philippians chapter 4, you know the passage, verse number 8. Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 8. It says, finally, brethren, whatever things are noble, whatever things are, are, are true, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good, of good report, if there is any virtue, and if there is any praise, anything praiseworthy, think, meditate on these things. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So your thought faculty should not operate on a free-range system. Control what you think. Because as a man thinks, so is he. Proverbs 23 and verse number 7. Proverbs 23 and verse number 7. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Number 3. The fruit of the mouth. The fruit of lips. The fruit of the mouth. I'm giving you dimensions of fruits. Dimensions of fruitfulness. Number one, the fruit of the womb. Number two, the fruit of ideas, the mind, the fruit of thoughts. Number three is the fruit of the lips. The fruit of the mouth. The Bible speaking in Proverbs chapter 18. And verse number 20. It says, a man's stomach, Proverbs 18:20, shall be satisfied, hear this, from the fruit of his mouth. Mm. From the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. So whether or not your stomach will be empty depends on what kind of fruits your mouth is producing. Never think that what you say will be wasted, good or bad, positive or negative. Men die, words do not. Men die, words do not die. Is it making sense here? That is why you must be careful how you use your mouth. In verse 21 of Proverbs 18, the Bible says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Yeah. And those who love it will eat its fruits. Your mouth, your tongue, your words will produce fruit after its kind. Your mouth, your tongue will produce fruit after its kind. The things you say are the things you will eventually see. In Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 2, Proverbs chapter 6 and verse number 2, you are snared by the words of your mouth. <laughs> you are taken by the words of your mouth. Be careful what kind of fruit you allow your mouth or your lips to produce. Can I have this verse from the New Living Translation? Psalm 34, verse 12 to 13. Psalm 34, verse 12 to 13. Oh my God. Does anyone want to live a life, come on, that is long and prosperous? It's a question he's asking. 
We are still in verse number 12. Does anyone want to live a life that is long? That is, do you want to live long? <laughs> a life that is prosperous. That is, do you want to live in prosperity? The Bible is helping us to understand that long life and a prosperous life is not a product of chance. There is what must be done for a man to live long. There are principles to be followed for a man to secure prosperity. And one of them is given to us in verse number 13. Where it says, keep your tongue from speaking evil. Keep your tongue from speaking evil. And your lips from telling lies. Keep your tongue from speaking evil. And keep your lips from telling lies. It is a lie to say you are not going to make it. It is a lie to say that it is not going to work. It is a lie, sir. It is a lie to say that you are a failure. It is a lie for you to call yourself poor me, poor me, poor me, look at me, poor me, poor me. It's a lie. Because the Bible says that you are the head and not the tail. You are above only and never beneath. The Bible says that you are a royal priesthood, the holy nation. A peculiar person, that is who you are. You belong to the top and not down in the valley. Somebody shout hallelujah. The Bible says the path of the justice is the shining sun that shines ever brighter until the perfect day. Somebody shout, that is me, that is me. That is me, that is me. Anything less than that is a lie and it must not come from your mouth. I don't think this business is going to work. It's a lie. Because that, as far as God is concerned, that business must work. I said that business must work. That marriage must work. That career must work. It is a lie to call your child stupid. It's a lie because your child knows stupid. That child has got a great future. Regardless of his or her behavior today, that child has a great tomorrow, a great destiny, a great future. You better believe it. Be careful what you use your mouth for. I need to caution you. Matthew chapter 12. You may be seated. God bless you. Matthew chapter 12 and verse number 34 going down to 37. The Bible says, brood of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Look at this. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good, good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you, that for every idle word, look at that. That's the caution I'm giving us by the scriptures. But I said to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in that day of judgment. Verse number 37. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. It all depends 
on the fruit of your lips. What fruits are your lips producing? Number four. The fruit of the hands. The fruit of the hands. These are what we call the works of our hands. In Proverbs 31, verses 30 to 31. <laughs> the fruit of the hands. Charm is deceitful. Proverbs 31, verses 30 to 31. And beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands. And let her own works praise her in the gates. The fruit of the hands. And God's will is Psalm 1 verse 3. Whatever he does shall prosper. That's the will of God for you, my friend. Nothing in your hand must fail. Nothing in your hand must what? Must fail. Everything must succeed. Whatever he does, whatever he does, whatever he does shall prosper. Shall, not may, shall. It's a must. It's a must. It is never the will of God that you should be stagnated in the works of your hands. You are ordained for fruitfulness in the works of your hands. You start a business, that business must succeed, expand and prosper. That is the will of God. You say to Marie, you must succeed in marriage. You pursue a career, you must succeed in that career, sir. I therefore announce all victims of barrenness and stagnation in the works of the hands be loosed in the name of Jesus Christ. I lose you in the name of Jesus. I lose you in the name of Jesus. All stagnated projects and initiatives are taking off right now. I said they are taking off right now. I said they are taking off right now. I said they are taking off right now. In the name of Jesus. Please you believe that shout amen three times. May you prosper in the works of your hands. I said may you prosper in the works of your hands. May your hands begin to produce enviable fruits. Enviable fruits. Enviable fruits in the mighty name of Jesus. Fruits of exploits in ministry, exploits in business, exploits in your families. In the name of Jesus. You may be seated. You may be seated. Number five. Number five. The fruits of righteousness. The fruits of righteousness. The fruits of righteousness, also called the fruits of repentance. Luke 3 verse 8. Luke 3 verse 8. You see, it must show that you, you are born again, if indeed you are born again. It must what? It must show. 
There must be no doubting that you are a child of God. It must be evident. It must be evident, sir. Therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance. This is John the Baptist talking to some fellows who came to repent of their sins at the river Jordan. And so he says, if you are really serious about what you are talking about, show forth. That is, bear fruits worthy of repentance. Let it be evident in your behavior and character that there is a change of mindset, a change of direction. A change of mindset, a change of direction. In Acts chapter 17, verse number 6, Acts chapter 17 and verse number 6, the Bible says when they did not find them, they dragged Jason and some brethren to the rulers of the city, crying out, These who have turned the world upside down have come here too. Have come here too. It was evident that they were stood out to Jesus. It was evident in Acts chapter 4 and verse number 13. You know the passage. Acts chapter 4 and verse number 13. The Bible says when they saw the boldness of Peter. Fruits worthy of repentance. Worthy of followership of Jesus. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John. And perceived that they were uneducated and an untrained men. They marveled and they realized that they have a connection with Jesus. They realize it must be evident that you are one spirit with Jesus. One sp- there should be no doubting whether in your business, in your workplace, in your community, in your neighborhood. It must be evident. Now, people around you must have no doubts at all that you belong to Jesus. That you belong to Jesus. That you belong to Jesus. Fruits of righteousness. Philippians chapter 1. Verses 9 to 11. Fruits of righteousness. Philippians chapter 1. Verses 9 to 11. And this I pray. That your love may abound still more and more. In knowledge and in all discernment. Mm. That you may approve the things that are excellent. That you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. Now, look at this. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ. You can't claim to have Jesus inside of you and have fruits of righteousness not manifest at all. You can't say you belong to Jesus and still have people around you doubting whether you really belong to him. No, there must be evident manifestation of the fruits of righteousness in everything you do. Climax by perfect hatred of sin and iniquity. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse number 9. Psalm 45 and verse number 7. Same verse. Psalm 45 verse 7, Hebrews 1 verse 9. You loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. That's the fruit of righteousness. Loving righteousness and hating wickedness. Can we read it from Psalm 45 verse number 7? 
The Bible says you love righteousness and you hate what? Wickedness. Wickedness must be hated in our lives. Wickedness must be hated. Sir. Wickedness must be hated in your workplace. Wickedness must be hated in the way you transact in your business. Wherever you are, wickedness must be hated with a passion. Wickedness must be hated with a passion. Be a lover of righteousness and a hater of wickedness. Somebody shout hallelujah. James 4. Let's start from verse number 6 going down to 8. It says, but he gives more grace therefore, he says. God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Now hear this. It says, draw near to God. Fruits of righteousness. And he will draw near to you. Now hear this. Cleanse your hands. Who is going to do it? Somebody shout, me. I must do it. Say that again. I must do this. Cleanse your hands. Purify your hearts. Cleanse your hands. What are you using your hands to do? Why don't you ask this question to your neighbor? I mean, just pose it to your neighbor. Pose this question to your neighbor. What do you use your hands to do? Hmm? No, no, no. They must give you real answers. What have you been using your hands to do? What have you been using your hands to do? There are things in the scriptures that we are told to touch not. For example, the Bible says, touch not my anointed ones. Psalm 105, isn't it? Verse number what? Let's pick it from verse number 15. Let's see if it is 15 or thereabout. Psalm 105, please. Yeah. We can take it from verse 14. Verse number 14. It says, he permitted no one to do them wrong. Yea, he rebuked kings for their sake. Saying what? Do not touch my anointed ones. And do my prophets no harm. Things to touch not are the ones you are busy touching. In Second Corinthians chapter 6. And verse number 17, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, and verse number 17, my God. The Bible says, therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean. Do not touch what is unclean. Do not touch what is unclean. Your hands says, the fruits of righteousness. The fruits of righteousness. If you say you are righteous, because if you are in Christ, he made you righteous. But your righteousness, or that righteousness, let's call it his righteousness, in you must what? Produce fruits. 
There has to be behavioral change. You must embrace convictions of righteousness and right standing before God. Like Joseph did when Potiphar's wife tried to coerce him into adultery. He said, I cannot do this. Why should I sin against God? Genesis 39, verses 7 to 9. But give me verse number 9. Give me verse number 9. Look at that question, the last part of the verse. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? This is a man who said in Genesis 42, is that verse 18, I fear God. 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 The fruit of righteousness. Number six, dimension of fruitfulness is the fruit of the spirit. Call it the fruit of godly character. The fruit of godly character. The fruit of the spirit. The fruit of Christ's character in the believer. Galatians chapter 5. Verse 22 to 23. Galatians chapter 5. The fruit of the spirit is one but has nine segments. Listed in there as love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, Faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Are these manifesting in your life? They have to. They have to. Number seven. The fruit of souls. The fruit of bringing souls to Christ. The fruit of bringing souls to Christ. The fruit of bringing souls to Christ. We call it the fruit of souls. The fruit of souls. Apostle Paul is writing to the Galatian church. In Galatians chapter 4 verse 19. Galatians chapter 4 and verse 19. <laughs> he says, my little children. Yeah. Yeah, my little children, for whom I labor in birth again. I'm laboring in birth again. Why is he using the word again? It's because there was the first dimension of this labor in bringing them to Christ. I am the one who preached to you. And led you to Christ. So I labored in birthing you. So every child of God has a primary obligation of bearing the fruits of souls for Christ. Acts chapter 1 verse number 8. Acts chapter 1. The fruit of souls. The fruit of souls. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria. You shall be witnesses. 
You'll be bearing the fruit of souls. You'll be bringing souls to the serving knowledge of Jesus in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Somebody shout hallelujah. So many of us, on this wise, we are barren individuals. Barren individuals. You've never led anyone to Christ since you got saved. That is how chronically barren you are on this wise. On this wise. On this wise. Is there anybody in the church you can point as your fruit? This is my fruit. This is my fruit. We are talking about the fruits of individuals. That have come to Jesus through your effort. Luke 14, 23. Luke 14, 23. That master spoke to his servant. He said, go out into the highways and hedges. And compel them to come in. Anyone you compel to come to Christ. Anyone you compel. Not only to be born again. But to help to settle in Christ. To have Christ formed in him or her. That is your fruit. That is your fruit. And I'm saying that in this regard, so many of us are still barren, are still unfruitful, because there's no fruit at all. There's no fruit at all. There's no one you can mention in the body of Christ as being your fruit. Someone who came to Jesus through you, that is through your effort, in speaking to them about Jesus. I am somebody's fruit in the Lord. Somebody spoke to me. Not as educated as I am. But he's introduced Christ to me. He helped me to know Christ. And you can imagine the kind of reward that this fellow is going to get in heaven. Yes. For bringing me to Christ. Because I am a blessing to you and to the nations of the earth. Yes. But through the effort of someone. Who didn't even go as far as. Standard 8. He spoke to me. About Jesus. Back in the village. Yeah. In the year 1989. When I was still a teenager. He said boy. Don't you think you need Jesus? My God. I said, talk to me more about this Jesus. And that day from nowhere, I said, please, I want him. And I received Jesus. And what joy came into my heart. What joy. What joy. What joy. Somebody shout hallelujah. And Jesus challenged us, isn't it, in John chapter 4, verse 30. Let's begin from verse number 34, going down to 37. He said, My food is to do the will of him, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say, Here this, there are still four months, and then comes the harvest. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields. 
For they are already white for harvest. And he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit <laughs> for eternal life. Look at that, sir. To win souls to Christ is to gather fruit for eternal life. We are not just winning them so the church can have higher numbers, so the church can become a mega, mega church. Say, wow, PICC is a big church with a lot of people. No. It's about gathering fruits for eternal life. Gathering fruits. Can we get back to the verse, please? Let me have verse 35. John 4, 35. Jesus says to everyone listening to me, Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields. Look everywhere around you. It says the crops are ready for harvest. When you see young people smoking, that is a message to you that they are ready for salvation. Instead of condemning them, we must commend them to Christ. When you see people engaging in drunkenness and all kinds of prostitutions, you must not. That is a message. They are simply telling you, if only you can talk to me, I'm ready to change. I'm ready to receive Jesus. I'm ready to receive Jesus. I'm ready to surrender my soul to this master savior. Somebody shout hallelujah. So he said, we must go. Luke 14, 23, he says, go, go, go. Go, 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 go. In Matthew 28, verse 19, he says, go, 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 go. It's time to go. We must be on the go for the gospel. We must talk to everyone we come across about their need. For salvation found in Jesus. Last Sunday went out for a meal. Yes. It's not all the time we eat at home. Married couples, are you here? I'm also a marriage counselor in case you didn't know. Always eating home from 1 to 30 as they call it. January to December. Huh? Christmas is coming. Take your wife out at least for a meal. Can I hear a man from the sisters? So went out for a meal. And there was a man there waiting on us, as they call him, a waiter. 
I said, friend, did you go to church today? He mumbled himself, giggled through. I said, no, 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 my friend. Just come out. Are you born again? I said, before you serve us, receive Jesus now. And he received Jesus right there as Lord and personal Savior. The king's business requires haste. There's no time at all. If the devil himself knows that he has no time, how about you? Do you think you have all the time? Come on. Should the devil be wiser than you? Look at Revelation chapter 12. And verse number 12. Therefore, rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them, woe to the inhabitants of the earth and sea. For the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. Don't behave as if you are going to have the stage forever. The state you have today will not be yours forever. A day is coming when you leave the stage. Now that you are on that stage, do your best for the kingdom of God. And the best you can do is to bring as many souls as possible to the serving knowledge of Jesus. In evangelism, numbers matter. There's a difference between bringing 10 souls to Christ and 10,000 souls to Christ. It's a, dif- it's a big difference. Sir. We cannot receive the same amount of reward. The one who wins more souls will be rewarded more. It's true, sir. It's true, sir. In evangelism, numbers matter. Numbers matter. There is a difference between winning five people in a community to Christ and winning 50 people in a community to Christ. There is a big difference. Somebody shout hallelujah. So we must be concerned about how many souls we are winning to Christ. We must be concerned. What are the numbers? How many have you brought to Christ this year? Or since the time you received Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. And if you are a member of this church, there is no way you can claim that you don't know how to do it. Because we have taught you here times without number how you can do it. Ask your neighbor, fruitful or not? Somebody shout hallelujah. Anyway, let's look at the last one. Number eight. The fruit of productive use of virtues. Divine virtues. The fruit of productive use of divine virtues. Call them supernatural virtues. 
I'm talking about graces, anointings, potentials, the calling of God upon your life, the ministry that you have received in the Lord. Like Paul would tell Archippus in Colossians chapter 4 and verse number 17. Colossians chapter 4 and verse number 17. And said to Archippus, Take heed to the ministry which you have received in the Lord. There is something you received in the Lord. An anointing is upon you. Power is upon you. It says you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You received the Holy Spirit. It means that there is power inside of you. The Holy Spirit himself is the treasure I'm talking about. Second Corinthians chapter 4. Is that verse number 7? But we have this treasure in earth and vessels. The productive use of the treasures of God as released unto us is part and parcel of the fruit that we are talking about. The Bible talks about the day of reckoning when God will demand us to give an account of how well we have used the talents he gave us. You remember the parable of talents, Matthew chapter 25. Reading from verse number 14, going down there to 30. How some people were given talents. For the kingdom of heaven. Search from verse 14, please. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods unto them. I came to remind you that you are keeping somebody's goods. The goods did not belong to the servants. These were the goods of a man traveling to a far country. You are keeping somebody's treasures. The life you have is somebody's treasure. The salvation you have is somebody's treasure. The anointing, the Holy Ghost living inside of you is somebody's treasure. Those are somebody's goods. And in a similar rendering, in Luke chapter 19 and verse number 13, the Bible tells us what they were told to do. Do business. Do business. With the goods that I have given to you. With the treasures I have bestowed upon you. Do business till I come. Do business. With the goods I have given you. The treasures I have given you. The graces, the anointings, the faith. I have given you. The holiness I have given you. The boldness I have given you. The courage I have given you. The anointing I have given you. Do business with it. Do business with it. Do something that will benefit not only your family, not only for your, uh, benefiting your nation, but something that will also benefit the kingdom of God. Treasures. Occupy till I come in another vision. Of Luke 19 verse 13. King James Version. Occupy. 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 Till I come. Occupy. Occupy. Let this make your occupation. Let it keep you busy. 
Let it keep you busy. And the day of reckoning came. Matthew 25 verse 21. Luke 19 verse 17. The same thing. Yes. The Bible says. Can we take it from verse 20? Move up. Back up a bit. Let's see if there's verse 19. Verse. Uh -huh. This is a verse we need to start from. After a long time. <laughs> Be careful with time. Be careful with what? Time. That's one. Number two. Be mindful of time. Be careful with time. Many times we say no. Time will heal. Time will what? Time does not heal. I'll give you an example. If you haven't forgiven someone today, the fact that you will not meet the fellow for 10 years, doesn't mean you have forgiven the fellow. The day you will meet the person, when you bump into the individual, how your heart will react will tell whether time has really healed or not. Don't wait for time to heal. Just heal. Decide that God, allow God to touch you and heal you now. If it is forgiving, just forgive the fellow now. Don't say, you know, people, I've told people, <laughs> hey, you, forgive. No, pastor, you know, it has just happened. It's, it's not easy. I, th I think, give me, hey, it's not time. It is not time, sir. How can I forgive? They, uh, it has just happened. You wanted what? You want to wait until when? Next week? Have you agreed with God that you will still be alive by next week? Come on. Somebody shout hallelujah. So Matthew 25, 19. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. As a steward of the treasures of God, a time is coming when you shall be called upon to give account of what you did with the power, the anointing, the faith, the holiness, the graces, the money that God bestowed upon you. To make you a better servant in his kingdom. But you chose to use the treasures for something different. The Bible says. He came. To settle accounts. So verse 20. So he who had received five talents came and brought five talents saying. Lord. You delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. <laughs> I will make you ruler over many things. Your promotion is in the effective and productive use 
of the treasures that God has placed in your hands. That's where your promotion lies. Look at the next verse. So to the fellow who brought, well, who was given two talents, he made two more. The commendation was the same in verse 23, but let's move to 24. Then he who had received the one talent. Came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown, and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid. I hope this fellow was not a PICC member. <laughs> I was afraid. And went and hid your talent in the ground. Look. There you have what is yours. This is what we call unfruitfulness. Also called barrenness. And God always reacts angrily to barrenness. And fruitfulness. And fruitfulness. Look at verse 26. First of all, the master called him wicked. So when you don't bear fruit for God, you are called what? Wicked. And I don't know how many wicked fellows are listening to me, both online and on ground. Wicked. Your offense is you did not profit with what I gave you. That is your offense. You wicked. Number two he is called lazy. Lazy servant. Lazy member of the church. Lazy sister. Lazy brother. And we have lesser pastors. Wicked and lazy. If you don't do anything in the church, you are not involved in the work of the ministry. You are not productive in the things of the spirit. And yet God has deposited so much in you, he calls you wicked. He calls you lazy. And you can imagine the end of this guy. Verse 27. Verse 28. So a verdict was given to this guy. Number one, it was take the talent from him. Strip him of what he has. Number two, verse 29. Verse 30. Cast unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. So there is a casting away of the wicked and the lesser servant. He must be cast into outer darkness where there is going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Productive use of the graces Anointings, potentials, and callings that God has given us. 
Somebody shout hallelujah. Let's move into the final phase of this discussion. And please, are you ready to pray? I'm asking you, are we ready to pray? So let's finish by looking at laws of fruitfulness. And to discuss them, we'll be looking at Isaiah 5, verses 1 to 2. Isaiah chapter 5, verses 1 to 2. Now let me sing to my well-beloved a song of my beloved regarding his vineyard. My well-beloved has a vineyard on a very fruitful hill. <laughs> now, our focus really is on verse number 2. He dug it up and cleared out his stones and planted it with the choicest vine. He built a tower in his midst and also made a wine press in it. So he expected it to bring forth good grapes. But it brought forth wild grapes. I want us to appreciate what God did to this vineyard or what was done to this vineyard in order to capacitate, empower, and equip it for fruitfulness. Amen. Number one, so we'll take this one by one. Let's read from the King James Version, first of all. King James Version. Probably this is clearer. The first thing he did, which you need to write down, and let's call it supernatural offense. Write that down. That is the first thing he did. He fenced it. This speaks of God's preservation agenda. The question being, why is God still keeping me alive? If truth is to be told, all of us could have died long time back. We encountered enough situations that were well qualified to kill us and terminate our lives. Some of you think of admissions, road accidents, fire accidents, and how you choked the other day when you were eating and you didn't die. Do you think you are alive for fun? No. God is fencing your life for fruitfulness. 
for fruitfulness. For fruitfulness. The law of fencing is the law of life. Why am I still alive? You are alive, still alive. Despite all the things you have encountered, the dangers you have faced. Some of you, you have spouses that are cruel enough to strangle you in the night. They didn't. Why is God keeping you? It's because he wants you to bear fruits for him. He wants you to bear fruits for him. God has kept you from death and he will keep you from death because he wants you to what? Bear fruits for him. Rise on your feet. Because it's time for prayers. It's time for prayers. So we pray, you sit, we pray, you sit until we finish. This time around I want you to pray. First of all to thank God for divine fencing of your life. What is it? divine fencing. Lord, you have fenced my life. You have protected me all this while. You have kept me alive to this day. I'm grateful to you. And Lord, please, let the very purpose for which you have kept me alive come to pass. Give me grace to fulfill and accomplish the very purpose for which you are keeping me alive. Fruitfulness. Fruitfulness. Lift your voice. How men are praying, please. We are not talking about gentleman prayers here. Lift your voice. 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 Shakata regadala babasaya. Yakata regade masata rigadia. Yakata ragadala bababasa. Zakanda rigade bakata rigade bakata ragade. Lord, I thank you for the supernatural fencing of my life. The supernatural fencing of my life. The supernatural fencing of my life. Thank you for keeping me alive. Thank you, Lord, 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 for keeping me alive. In the mighty name of Jesus, it is for a purpose. It is for fruitfulness. I therefore pray in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, receiving grace. Yes, for fruitfulness. Grace to fulfill the very purpose for which you have kept me alive. In the name of Jesus. Help me, Lord, not to waste this opportunity. This opportunity. This opportunity. In the name of Jesus. Shakata Ragadebosaya. Yakanda rigade bakuta rigadia. Shakata ragadana bakata ragade. Yakata ragadana babosa. Yakata rigade bakata rigade. Yakata rigade bakata ragade. Yakata ragade bakata ragade. Yakata ragade yakata ragade. Yakata yakata masata rigade. Yakata ragade, yakata ragade, yakata ragade, yakata ragade, masuta rigade amahande. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Hallelujah. For the sake of the fruits you have to bear for God, 
May you enjoy supernatural fencing in the name of Jesus Christ. May God fence your life in the name of Jesus. May he fence your career in the name of Jesus. May he fence your families in the name of Jesus. The meaning is no evil shall befall you in the name of Jesus Christ. May the Lord of heaven protect you from premature death in the name of Jesus. You believe that please. Can I hear a loud shout of amen here. You may be seated. The second thing we see that was done to this vineyard is that there was the gathering out of the stones. Have you seen that, son? Write this down. You call it supernatural removal of stones. Stones here will speak of obstacles and hindrances to your fruitfulness. There is a supernatural removal of problems for your fruitfulness. God himself has pledged to remove hindrances to your fruitfulness. If the stones in this vineyard could be cleared, then obstacles in your life can be removed. Is it making sense here? The Bible says in Isaiah 62 verse 10. Isaiah 62 and verse number 10. The Bible says, <laughs> Go through, go through the gates, prepare ye the way of the people. Cast up, cast up the highway. Look at this. Gather out the stones. Take out the stones, the obstacles, the hindrances. When Jesus was to raise Lazarus from the dead, he told the people, remove the stones. When Jesus was to, to, to resurrect on the third day, the Bible says, an angel of the Lord came and rolled away the stone from the sepulcher of Jesus and he sat on the stone. Rise on your feet, my friend. You are going to pray. Now, please, I don't want gentleman prayer. I want you to pray like a warrior. Every satanic obstacle to my fruitfulness. Get out of my way. Get out of my way. Get out of my way. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Every satanic hindrance. Every satanic obstacle. Every satanic obstacle. Every satanic hindrance to my fruitfulness in ministry, in business, in career, in my family, in the works of my hands. Get out of my way. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Shakata Ragade. Yakata Ragade. Yakata Ragade. Yakata Ragade. Yakata Ragade. Stones be gathered out of my way. Be gathered out of my way. Be gathered out of the way of this church. In the name of Jesus. Every obstacle, every hindrance uh, to our fruitfulness, uh, fruitfulness in ministry, fruitfulness in career, in the works of our hands, uh, in our homes, uh, in our projects, uh, you are removed. Uh, yes, you are removed. Uh, we take you out. Uh, we take you out. Uh, we take you out. Uh,
We take you out. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Shakata Ragadere Bosaya. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 18, Isaiah 45, verse number 2. 1 Thessalonians 2, 18. Quickly, please. Yeah. It says, we, have, we had wanted to come to you, but Satan hindered us. So the devil does hinder people. You are going to announce every satanic hindrance to my fruitfulness. I curse you and I scatter you now. Lift your voice. People, lift your voice. You will not succeed. Satanic hindrances to my fruitfulness. You will not succeed. You will not succeed. You will not succeed. I curse you. I scatter you. I dismantle you. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus. Mighty name. We have prayed. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what the devil has been trying to use to keep you unfruitful. We destroy it in the name of Jesus. Whether he has been using circumstances, we destroy them in the name of Jesus. Maybe he has been using some individuals or some authority figures. We remove them in the name of Jesus. We remove them out of your way. 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 In the name of Jesus. Maybe has been using a law, rules, regulations, some procedures, some bureaucracy to keep you stagnated and delayed. We remove it in the name of Jesus. 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 Every hindrance, every blockage to your fruitfulness is destroyed in the name of Jesus. Remember Isaiah 42. I mean 45 and verse number 2. God speaking, he says, I shall go before you to make the crooked places straight. Maybe the devil has been using crooked places. He has been using the gas of bronze. He has been using the bars of iron to keep you on the same spot. To keep you unfruitful. I decree this hour. They are all destroyed in the name of Jesus. They are all destroyed in the name of Jesus. They are all destroyed in the name of Jesus. They are all destroyed in the name of Jesus. I'm talking to you. Can I hear a louder sound of amen? 
I want you to declare one more time. Every hindrance to my fruitfulness, you are cancelled. You are cancelled. You are cancelled. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Pray like a warrior. Pray like a warrior. Online on ground. Lift your voice. Hindrances are taken away. Hindrances are removed. Hindrances are out of your way. Hindrances are out of your way. Hindrances are out of your way. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Please be seated. Going back to Isaiah 5 verse 2. The third thing we see being done in that vineyard is that it was planted with what? The choicest vine. Right? Supernatural investment. Supernatural investment. In helping us to be fruitful, God makes supernatural investments in us. And I want you to know that as a believer, you are supernaturally planted with the best. In you is planted the best. The Bible talks about every good thing in you in Christ Jesus. Philemon chapter 1 verse 6. Or Philemon if you like. The Bible talks about every good thing which is in you. Supernatural investments. Every good thing that is in you. Supernatural investments. In other words, as a child of God, always be conscious of what you are endowed with and make maximum use of it. Make maximum use of it. Always be sensitive to supernatural investments being made. Being made. Being made. There are many things we can talk about. Treasures that God has endowed us with. We can talk about the best advice. Maybe someone gave you the best advice. Yes. What did you do with that advice? You are sitting on it. Somebody told you. The way I look at it. Why don't you start this business? And it was God using the fellow to advise you to pursue that issue. But you are sit, still sitting on it. The treasure of best advice. The treasure of friendships. Some of you have been privileged 
to be laid hands by great servants of God. What did you do with that grace and that connection? I think of how privileged I am. I've been laid hands on by, I believe, some of the greatest ministers of our time. Daddy Gio. Bishop Doug Heward Mills. I can't waste that investment. It's supernatural investment. Supernatural investment. Supernatural investment. Connecting with such people is a supernatural what? Investment. And me connecting with you is also another dimension. Yes. If I ever shake hand with you, you need to know it's an investment. Some of you take it normal. Not blind. Short-sighted. Spiritually blind. Spiritually short-sighted. You don't know what you're doing. One fellow met that Jew. He was cleaning up the toilet, sanitation and what. So that Joe was in that direction. And as usual, he will shake hands with you. The wife could not conceive they had that problem, barrenness in the home. When he shook hands, it was during a convention with Daddy Joe, he immediately left the place, put his, his hand in his pocket, Went looking for where his wife was. Where are you? Today I must lay a hand on that stomach. Because I've shaken my hand with Daddy Jewel's hand. And he laid his hand on the tummy of the wife. Nine months later there was a baby in that house. Yes. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. We are talking about exposure to certain ministers, ministries, exposure to books, exposure to anointed messages. These are investments that you must never waste. Opportunities. Some of you, one of the investments that God has given you is a cooperating spouse. A spouse who is not giving you problems. Yes. You know there are men who give women, their wives problems. But in your case, you have a husband who is not giving you problems. He's just kissing you. (laughs) Smiling at you. What are you doing with that investment? So two ladies. There are women who give their husbands tough time. But you, you have a wife who is just so charming, just smiling at you, honey. And what are you doing with that? 
what are you doing with that investment? Father, give me grace to make productive use of your investments in my life. Lift your voice and pray. 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 Shakata reketele bosuta rigadi. Yakata rekete masata rakatala mahande. Yakata rekete basuta rigade bakata regede. Shakanda rigade bakata rigade. Yakata regede basata regede bakata ragade. Yakata ragada bakata ragade bakata ragade. Yakata ragadala basata ragadala bakaya. Shakata ragadele bosata. Father and King of Glory, I am grateful for all your investments in my life. For all your investments in my life. For all your investments in my life. Lord, give me grace to maximize, maximize the opportunity, maximize the investments that you have made upon my life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Shakata ragadala basete regedere bobosaya. Shakata ragade basata ragadala babasa. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Hallelujah. You know, some of you are not like, you are not praying the way it should be. Huh? Yes. You are not praying the way it should be. It's like, anyway, because he says we should pray. Let, let's do it. Huh? Call unto me and I will answer. Pray like someone who knows that God is answering your prayers. From the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Learn to pray with some violence. Learn to pray with some violence. The greatest investment that has been made in us is Christ in us. More than anything else you can talk about, the greatest of investments that has been made upon your life is Christ being in you. Not just with you, but in you. It makes the whole difference. Christ in you changes the playing field. Christ in you gives you an edge over everybody else around you. Christ in you. Life must cease to be ordinary because of Christ in you. Don't be like that fig tree of Luke chapter 13. Let's read it before we pray again. Because we need to take this prayer again. We need to take it very well. Luke chapter 13 please. Verse 6 to 9. That fig tree. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he came seeking fruit on it. Please. When God makes an investment on you, the highest of it being Christ in you, he will always come seeking fruit. 
To what extent is this fellow making use? To what extent is this fellow maximizing this investment? Christ in her. Christ in him. To what extent? If he puts something in you, he will come seeking fruit, my friend. He will come seeking fruit. The Bible says he came seeking fruit on it and found none, unfortunately. What was the verdict? That he said to the keeper of his vineyard, Look, for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down! Cut it down. Cut it down. Do you want him to cut you down? No. It's not his intention. It's not his intention. No. No. Look at verse number 8. But the keeper said, Sir, let it alone this year also. Until I dig around it and fertilize it. Let us make one more investment of fertilizer. Let's manure this fig tree one more time. Verse number 9. And if it bears fruit, well, that's the expectation. If you are manured, you must what? Bear fruit. Bear fruit. Father, give me grace to maximize your investments upon my life. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. How many are praying? Pray like you mean it. Shakata rigadia bakata ragadendeke. Zakata rigadi bakuta ragadaya. Shakata ragadala bakete rigade. Yakata ragadala bababasaya. Shakata, yakata, 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 yakata. Masata rigade. 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 Yakata. Shakata ragadala bakata ragade. Yakata ragadala bababababasa. Zakata ragadala babasita. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Remain standing. We are going back to Isaiah 5 too, please. He first it. Gathered out the stones. Number three, he planted it. And then he built a tower in the midst of it. He built a tower. 
And that speaks of security, watchfulness, and spiritual sensitivity. So you write supernatural tower. Supernatural tower, which is the tower of security, watchfulness, and spiritual sensitivity. This tower contains what we are calling lookout angels. What are they called? Lookout angels. Who are out to clear your pathway of dangers. The way of life is a way of many dangers. But God has stationed a tower in your life. A tower in your vineyard. A tower in your pathway. And this tower contains lookout angels. That have been charged with the responsibility to bear you up. Lest you dash your foot against stones. Against scorpions and serpents. Life is full of serpents. Life is full of scorpions. Life is full of evil, wicked and unreasonable men. But they are lookout angels. That are ordained by God. Anointed by God. Charged by God. To scatter all your enemies. My prayer. Is that these lookout angels. Shall take their positions in your life. To smite all your enemies in the name of Jesus Christ. You're going to announce. Every snake, every serpent, every power of the enemy. Every unreasonable and wicked person in, your, in my pathway. Clear out. Clear out. Clear out. Clear out. Lest the fire of God burn you. Lest angels scatter you. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Clear out. Command them to clear out. Snakes. Leopards. Lions. Serpents. Scorpions. In my pathway, you are in danger. You are in danger. Because the fire of God is burning you. Angels of God are coming to smite and clear you out. You will not harm me. You will not hinder me. You will not slow me down. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lions, your time is up. Serpents, your time is up. Leopards, your time is up. Scorpions, your time is up. Unreasonable men, your time is up. Wicked fellows, your time is up. Your time is up. Your time is up. Your time is up. Clear off. Clear off. Clear out. Clear out. Clear out of my way. 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 In that name of Jesus. In that name of Jesus. In that name of Jesus. In that name of Jesus.
in. Jesus, mighty name, we have prayed. Hallelujah. The last thing that we see in Isaiah 5 too is that he made a wine press therein. What did he make? A wine press. Which speaks of how the fruits, the vines, the fruits of the vines will be used. Processed and used. We are not investing for wastage. So the one place should speak of the strategic places and platforms that God has ordained for you to exercise the investments and the treasures and the giftings and the talents that God has bestowed upon you. No one is endowed without a stage. Did you hear what I said? God cannot give you grace for music ministry without a music ministry platform. Your responsibility is to be sensitive to places ordained for you. Because no man lights a lamp and put it under a bushel. Any power that is covering the star that is you is destroyed in the name of Jesus. But when they light a lamp, well, what do they do? They put it on the lamp stand. Every lamp has a what? A stand. Every lamp has a stand, sir. Every lamp. Every, every child of God has a placement. There is a place where God wants you to station yourself for your manifestation. So the world around you, your generation can draw and benefit from you. If I'm talking to you, shout hallelujah. Places. Platforms. Are what the wine press will stand for. These are carefully and supernaturally arranged places. 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 That is why Joseph had to be in some prison to interpret the, the dreams of certain individuals. That was a platform. That took him to another level. And then another level. Until he arrived where God had wanted him to be. Father, take me to my place. Take me to my place. Take me to my position. It was God who said to Abraham, Leave Ur of the Cadiz. Leave here. 
and go to a land that I will show you. It was God who said to Isaac, do not go down to Egypt. You will perish there. Stay in the land that I will show you. It was God who said to Elijah, go to the river Caris. Go to Zarephath. There is a place of your manifestation. Father, I thank you for the investments you have made upon me. Now, take me to my place of manifestation. Take me to my place of manifestation. Take me to my place of manifestation. My place in business. My place in ministry. My place in career. My place in life. Take me to my place. Lead me to my place. Show me my place. Drive me to my place. My place of manifestation. My place of manifestation. My place in business. My place in career. My place in ministry. Lift your voice. 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 How many are praying? Shakata ragadala mamasaya. Yakata rigade bakata ragade. Yata. Shakata ragadala bababasaya. Yakata rigade bakata ragadi. Yakata ragadala babasa. I belong to a place. I belong to a place. A place in favor. A place in ministry. A place in exploits. A place in progress. A place in prosperity. Mighty Father, let me occupy my place. Let me occupy my place. Lead me to 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 my place. Shakata Ragadia Mahandi. Yakata Ragade. Masata Ragade. Yakata Ragadinde. Shakata Ya. Yakata. 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 Shanta Nakata. Shanta Nakata. Shanta Nakata. Yakata Ragade Babosa. Yakata Ragadana Babasa. Yakata Ragadana Bababa. Yakaya. 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 Zakarabarabarabusi. Yakarabandia. 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 Yakatarabababasa. Yakata Ragadeti. Yakata Ragadendi. Yakata Ragadendi. Yakata Ragadendi. Yakata Ragadendi. Sakarabarabasia. 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 Luka Karabababababasa. Yakata Ragadalabababasa. Shakata Ragadiabakuti. Yakata Ragadalabababababas. Yakata Ragadi. Sakata, Sakata, Sakata. Yaka, Ligadalababasaya. Lika Karabasende Regedebosa. Glory to God.
in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Hallelujah. The question is, what do you think about what we are doing, what God has said, the prayers that we are praying? What, what, what meaning are you getting out of this? I don't know whether it has any meaning for you. I don't know whether it has any meaning. I don't know whether it has any meaning to you. <laughs> Things must change in your life. Both in terms of how you serve God, your contribution to God, to the work of God, needs to change. It's not just about how you do business, how you live your life financially, maritally, and what. We're also talking about your productivity in the house of God. Yes. Things must change. We can do more for God, and we must do more for God. We must do more for this kingdom. Whether it's in the music ministry, do more, do more, do more. We can do more. We can sing better. We can minister better. We can preach better. We can serve God better. We can give better. Yes. We can do better. Tell your neighbor, we can do better. <laughs> 